dreamer. I'm nothing but a dreamer. That's what people have told me for years, my let's keep it real people. Sandy, all you do is dream, dream, dream. You dream so big. We don't want you to get hurt. Are you going to ever reach those dreams? Your imagination is just crazy and out of whack. Now, not everybody said that to me, but a lot of people. And guess what? I've reached so many of my dreams. So many of them. But here's the thing, and I can't wait for you to hear Alyssa. Not only does she talk about dreams, but a lot of other things that could be getting in our way and blocking us. Yes, you do have to take action and focus in on what you want, but it starts first with the imagination, you know, and dreaming about it. But then if you don't have it and you've been trying for, you know, a little bit of time, there might be thoughts in there that are blocking you. You know what they say? Believe it's just a thought you think over and over again. And the secret sauce is really looking at yourself and the different areas of your life. And what are you really thinking about those areas? What do you really believe about those areas? It's so freeing to know that you have the power and you can change this all up just by taking a look at what's really going on in there and then changing it up, taking action on it, getting some help from a little friends, your mentors, your coaches, your therapists, so many great people out there like Alyssa. But I love Alyssa and I love the Handle Group and you're going to absolutely fall in love with what she has to say and I know it definitely most definitely will benefit you in reaching your dreams. As always, relax, chill, enjoy with your feet up if you can, grab a cup of tea, and be sure to share this with your friends, like it, rate it, and check us out on Patreon. I would love the support. This is Let's Keep It Real with Sandy Joy Weston, your weekly dose of positivity with awesome stories and guests from all over the world. It's an opportunity to learn some great new things and expand your mind. We'll tackle topics from all areas of life, and as always with Sandy, the sky's the limit. Okay, people, I have an exciting guest for us. I'm so ready. You ready? Let me tell you a little bit about her first. Alyssa Rocco is a senior life coach with Hand Group, an executive life coaching company based in New York City, which you know all about them. I love them. For the last nine years, Alyssa has been on an inspired journey. Well, we like that. Inspired is good to create positive change. Amen, sisterhood in the world. Her work led her to overcome addiction, change careers, and transform family dynamics. Hoochie mama, that's a lot. Okay, she brings a deep understanding of the Hamill method to the work she does with hundreds, here we go, of clients, which I was at, I love them, and students at MIT. Her analytical mindset and process-oriented nature led to her work to build, test, and launch InterU Handles Group first digital course. What up, Alyssa? That's a lot going on, girlfriend. Woohoo! 
you. Thank you. I love your version of my bio. That was awesome. <laughs> well, you know, we got to Westify it a little bit. I love that. So cute and great. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Well, I want to get to know you a lot. Is that okay with you? Please. Yes. All right. So let's start with the basics, Alyssa. Are you in New York City? Where do you live, girl? I am 37 years old, based out of New York City, exactly. Yep, wow. and I grew up in Boston. So you tell me what you want to know, and I'll tell you everything. Well, tell us about your childbirth. Can we start there? Was it an easy one? Did the parents really welcome you into the world with loving and kind hands? <laughs> Do you remember child being born? I, oh, I remember it very clearly. So I, they did their best. So I grew up in Boston. I am the oldest of four children, grew up in an Italian-Irish household. And there was a lot happening in my family. I, you know, I mean, my, my first of all, there was never a lack of love. My parents absolutely loved me. But in my family history, we have a history of some, you know, mental health issues like addiction and depression and um, betrayal and a lot, just a lot of stuff that was happening. So as a child, I grew up uh, very, in my own mind, very anxious and obsessed with, you know, worrying and controlling things and very, very much in my own head thinking I could pray my way out of it. I grew up Catholic. Uh, I don't practice that anymore. But it was very much like that type of a, a culture. It was like I was really, you know, always anxious. And my one, I had a couple of refuge refuges and one of them was dance. One of the ways since I was a little girl out of my my mind was through dance. Um, and that was really like my healthiest place. When I was dancing, I was free. I wasn't obsessed. I wasn't scared. I wasn't worried. I wasn't thinking about what you were thinking about me. Um, and also sugar. So that was my very first way addiction. And also the way that I really learned how to avoid feeling my feelings and just uh, express, you know, what I was the discomfort into, you know, eating sugar and I would lie, cheat, steal, cheat, you know, whatever I could do to get <laughs> yeah. my hands on candy. So that was kind of what it was like growing up for me. Uh, yeah. Should I keep going? Or Yeah. Well, yeah. So here's the deal. I love dance. I was a dance major. I can relate to the same thing. It was my escape. It was my hallelujah, amen. You know, you dance and you are just free and you can feel pure joy. So, but with the sugar, you know, and the candy and all that, how long did that continue? That continued until I was in high school. And I was always really active. So I was a gymnast growing up. I was a dancer. So like it, you know, and those were healthy places that I could sort of work out my emotions and in healthy avenues. And then when I got to high school, I started caring more about popularity, about who was looking at me, about guys. And so I started, um, I 
sort of like dropped the dance and I started to care more about my body image. And so it was that time when I decided that it was smart, quote unquote, to, you know, manage the sugar because I still love sugar, but I wanted to stay thin. So I really took on unhealthy eating habits. I was bulimic in high school and, uh, you know, really controlled my weight. So the control went from, you know, trying to get sugar and candy to caring about my weight and obsess about how many calories I was taking and still eating sugar. But then, you know, just really unhealthy body image and relationship to food and my weight. Okay, so I have to back up there, girlfriend. So why would you, I don't know, listen, first of all, you're describing most people in high school, right? And children, I mean, this is just your average day in the park here. I mean, so people, a lot of people can relate to this. But why would you give up dance that you love? Because that kept you fit. I mean, you could keep moving or you didn't think that would fit the group you were in. I, so in high school... We didn't have a dance team. So there, oh, so there was okay. like really like, okay, I had to start deciding where I wanted to spend my time. We didn't have a dance team. We had a cheerleading team. So I was getting, you know, I was part of that, but I found that the – like I, I started to just care more about what other people thought of me and started like identifying my value as what how you saw me and if I was good enough for you and what everyone else was doing. So there was this whole relationship to how others viewed me and whether or not I was accepted and a fit by them. And I cared more about that than I did the things that truly inspired my heart, which as a little girl, I just did naturally. It wasn't a second thought. Yeah. But as I got older, I started to develop different theories about other people and who I thought I needed to be for other people. And that really uh, influenced yes. my actions. And I started hanging out, going to parties. I started hanging out with people who I thought were cool. I started drinking, although drinking didn't take off to later. But at that point, I was really more concerned about you know maintaining my body image. So it was like all about that. So it just transition I the more I started uh thinking about how uh, like caring more about how other people saw me the less I cared about dance and the things that truly inspired my heart isn't that the game I mean people are still doing it now I mean I know. maybe to a less extent but you know it all plagues you know everyone whether it's on a scale of one or a hundred so let's go a little bit more because I did read about you, and it's a fascinating lifestyle. And your oh, brain, please. your brain yes. fascinates me. All the different creative areas, and then intellectual areas, and the logical. So then we go to college. Tell me about what you majored in school and that direction. Okay, so then I go to college. I majored in communication um, and film, um, and I, you know, college for me was well. I'll just tell you what college was really like for me. Um, let's let's get real here, girlfriend. That's what it's all about. Keep it real. I, I so I went to I went to my first college, and I was you know really didn't know what I wanted to do. My dad said, "You're great with people. You should take on communication." So I, that's really what had me put my stick in the ground for communication. I wasn't happy in my first college. My two best friends from high school. We're happy at another school. 
So I did another, this was another breach to my heart. My heart said, don't leave, stay where you are. My head said, go be with them because I was jealous of their relationship. And I left and I went to a different college and I really proceeded to get more in my mind, more sick, more, more in my sick behaviors, like addiction to body, to food. And then I started drinking. That's really where my alcohol usage took off because I was small and I, you know, I didn't want to eat like sugar wasn't the thing about alcohol was it got me out of my head. So that same relationship to dance where I always wanted to be out of my head, it was now solved by the problem by alcohol, right? Alcohol was the solution because when I drank, it was like I could be confident, I could be free, I could say whatever I wanted to say. And I could, you know, so it, it really <laughs> That's why a lot of people do Exactly. So it solved that problem, except for me, I would end up, you know, blacked out. Like I didn't have it on oh. the button. Oh, so okay. that's what happened. Well, you lived big, you know. You I did, big. but it was like. But let me just tell you, like on the outside, everything looked great, right? Like I was beaming, I was smiling, I was going to classes, I looked like I had friends, I was doing my major, like communicate. But inside, I was a disaster. I was so insecure. I was so scared. I was not telling people how I felt. I was not telling people what I thought. I was not feeling connected to anybody. I was using alcohol and my body and food to avoid dealing with how disconnected, lonely, and isolated I felt. I'm so glad you're sharing it because... That's most of the population, you know, I'm not, well, all right, let's back up. It's not most, but it's a lot, wouldn't you say? I think now I, I see more, like, I, I really believe that everybody falls on a gradient. I think that being able to tell the truth about what we're thinking and feeling allows you to move up and down on that scale of connection. And at that moment in my life, there were so many things that I was hiding and then, the issue was even more, the solutions were not healthy solutions. And on some level, I knew that, but I couldn't be honest about it. I had no tools. I had no avenues to be honest about it. So then it was just more of the same where I was like, okay, well, I'm just going to keep pretending because everybody else looks like they're doing okay and everybody right. on the surface like, right right like i'm going to keep pretending and acting like i know what what i'm doing but i what i really don't and so that kind of uh so i'm happy to stop here and share or i can keep going what do you well what do you i love that you're asking me that but this is i love your honesty and i love your journey so i want to keep going a little bit more and dive into where you finally hit the breaking point. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's yeah. what I want to hear. About. Yeah. Well, it did. Because you, it, could, you can yeah. see you're going, you're going, and you're yeah. keeping it going, and it's working. Something must have went, ah! Well, you know, it's so interesting because I didn't have a breaking point at the Yeah. Ooh. But here's, and, and here's, here's why. Here's what happened. So... I got to my senior year and imagine like uh, I did a, you know, I went abroad 
at one at my junior year. And that was like an insight into what life could be like if I just was free, if I just let myself be comfortable with people because I had all different friends and I let myself just experience that moment in time. And it was like pure bliss. And I come back and all of the existing relationships that I had in my life were still there, right? Where I couldn't be honest, I didn't feel comfortable, I um, I was just, I didn't, I, I just was really scared to be yeah. myself with the people yeah. that I that I was with. And so I went back into those, you know, negative habits. And then I got to my senior and I'm like, uh-oh. What am I going to do when I leave? Like, I, I'm screwed. I have no idea what's <laughs> yeah. happening next. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so I threw myself into school. That was like the next addiction. It was like, okay, let me throw myself into this because at least if I throw myself into this, I can find a way to make money after this. And then I won't be so, like, I, I'll have something because I really was deathly afraid of what would happen after I left the structure of all the school I had been in. So I got my certificate in technical writing, which is, I know, so random, but basically very random. It was like, oh my God, so random. But here's the deal. The program guaranteed 99% job placement going out of college. And that's what I needed. Oh, okay. Because I couldn't figure it out. I was reading through and going, I'm like, what? Why would she do that? That's why I did it. That's why I did it. So then I graduated and got a job in biotech and it was the, and so I imagine, right? The, the people person, I have no idea about technology, no idea about science. I get a job as a technical writer and I'm like, I'm going to make this work. Okay. Like I'm holding on for dear life because I didn't know what else was going to happen if I didn't. Like there were, so all my life, I always needed to hold on to these places that allowed me to escape the problem, which was in my mind, this obsessive yep. need to control and protect myself. Yep. And so this was like the next, the next way. Okay. And then I did really well in corporate America, as it turns out. I really Woo-hoo! was happy. It was fun and I really climbed the corporate ladder pretty quickly and then about seven years in so imagine now I'm you know I under I great at my job I end up dating the boss he became my boss he wasn't my boss but like it was another situation where like I was lying right because I nobody at new work knew that we were dating until like the very end Right. So then the very end, we HR came to us and they're like, are you dead? So then it all did come out. No, we're just sleeping together. Right. But, but <laughs> kidding, for a while, we were like, you know, it was under wraps. So I'm, you know, in corporate America, dating the guy at top, not telling the truth about it, still not dealing with body, really, still underweight, still using alcohol, but in a very controlled way. So still like feeling dead inside. And I'm like, okay, there's got to be something else. There, this is not, this is not right how I feel. And I started to, this is where I started to explore self-help, self-development, what was going to be my next career. Like I, and I didn't know where that was going to lead me. I just knew that things were not going to, I could, it was no longer sustainable. Like I, I could, I was looking for something else. So I started to discover different ways, different healthy ways to uh, help my mind. 
And I found this fitness class called Intensati, which is a cardio Oh, we know, Patricia. You know, Patricia. Oh, my God. She said that. So this, so this Stop is like such an awesome <laughs> moment for me, right? So yeah. I am on, I go to a destination wedding. Okay, so imagine I'm in Aruba and the girl who just happened to be at the wedding was an Intensati leader. And she did one class who was it? on who was the beach. It? Um, uh, Jolene. Jolene Bacall. Yeah, yeah, her? yeah, yeah. I don't know her as well as Patricia, but I know of her. Oh, my God. So she she's at the wedding, and she does this one-hour class on the beach, okay? And I'm like, oh, my God, this is it. This is what's going to solve all of my problems. This is exactly what I need. It combines the body. It combines my mind. It's positive affirmations. Oh, my God, please, yes, I want to be an instructor. I want to teach this, okay? Really? Okay, now, just for a minute, for those yes. people who don't know what it is, yes. why don't you explain to them what intensity? because it's a whole other totally. thing. Oh, my God, it's the best for the press. Go look it up because what it is, yeah. it's a cardio workout that combines martial arts dance and positive affirmations okay so you're getting while you're doing it so you're getting this awesome workout for your body as well as your mind because you're literally speaking affirmations like i feel strong i believe i will succeed so you're literally training your body and your mind in this beautiful oh my god it's just she created just such a beautiful way to integrate you know so much of we talk about in you know just body mind connection and then for me it was like I've always been a dancer right but I didn't I always have known I've had a problem in my mind but I didn't know the connection so to speak and so this was like oh my god this connected both pieces I was like yes please you know what I have to tell you something this is so weird that you know how they say six degrees of separation or something like and you're bringing in like so much deja vu for me you know what I mean and you know Patricia and I go way back and she's come to my club and taught classes in it and came with Lori and I don't know if you know who Betsy Cast was but they yes you know, I, and Betsy Cast did my yeah. training That's yeah you so know funny. you know taught there and Amy, I mean, it was like, so it was a big part of my life too. And it's funny how that was like, ah, aha, you know what I mean? A moment for you, you know? So how old were you then? Let's, let's. I was about 27. I was about 27. And that was a pivotal moment because what happened was I left that wedding and I said, I need to teach this. I need to go, like, I, this is what I need. Yeah. And I went to New York and I signed up for the t- to become an intensity leader. So and um, and the last day of my training, and Lori Gerber, who <laughs> runs the life coaching division, yeah. gives a pitch for Handel Group and life oh, coaching. Oh, and it I was see. Like, uh, and so I again, still, I'm still like, I don't need a life coach. I had no idea what life coaching was. I didn't think right. like I'm just you know. A student, yeah. but there were yeah. discounts, so I'm like, okay, fine, I'll try it. <laughs> Did you just say there were discounts? <laughs> yeah. What the heck? I'll change my life. I got a coupon. Yeah. Exactly. I was like, oh, uh, this can't hurt, you know? So Okay, it can, but luckily you picked the right place, you know? <laughs> it was like, but I have to tell you. Oh my gosh, right? That one hour with a coach changed my life because 
it was the first time, you know, as somebody who's so in their head, right? It was the first time where I had to write down what I wanted, my dreams, and where I was. And somebody looked at my writing and reflected back the truth in a way I couldn't see it. And she, my coach said, why are you with this guy? He's not your dream. The now, boss, and the imagine boss, let's the just, boss, yeah, the boss, right? Totally. And I'm, now I'm, all my friends are getting married. Okay. So I'm like having a conversation about marriage with this man. And at the same time, she said that I'm like, oh my God, she's right. I'm going to die. I can't stay with this man. What am I doing? But I hadn't been able to be that honest with myself in my own mind because it was, there were levels of like denial and just all of this stuff, all of these layers that were preventing me from seeing the truth because of how much fear I was in. If, if he left, he, he was my best friend. So there was like, I couldn't see the truth of what I was believing in my own mind. And so having somebody reflect back my own words and me being like, <clears throat> gasp, yeah, was yeah. eye-opening for me. Oh, yeah. You know, it, it- you can't explain it until you're, you're in it and it really matters the person and that the system fits you and there's so many great things out there. But when it's a match, it is magical. And yes, some of us have really great loved ones and best friends, but it's different, isn't it? When Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's different when somebody is not invested in your life like that, you know, and they can just be straight up with you and not worry if they're hurting your feelings or not. And, you know, they're still coming from a loving perspective, but it's totally awesome. Exactly. And I think the other just thing to say about that is like, even I'd been in therapy, but like the difference for me, even with therapists or friends or people who know me so closely was like, uh, no one was reading my writing. No one was actually looking at what my mind was saying as it relates to what Mm. I wanted. And somebody really looking at that was that was a much different experience for me because I can't I couldn't deny my own truth in my, like when it was in written form. Like in my yeah. own mind, I yeah. have denial. I have, you know, yeah, but yeah. yeah. But in written form, you're like, uh-oh, you're right. Like that is not my dream. I'm with a man who's not my dream and I'm talking about marriage. Uh-oh. So then what? Tell me what happened next. So You then, quit your job. No, I don't know. Did you? Well, I decided, no, I mean, I really decided like, because I, this is a side note, but I had just, you know, thought that I was not happy in technical writing and quality assurance. And so I went and got my master's in organizational psychology because I I like that business. Business Because I, you know, I really saw how in companies we, I was, you know, tasked to implement all these systems and structures. And the problem was nothing ever changed because people didn't change. And so I wanted to change people, but I didn't know how to do it. So I went back to school, found an area that I fell in love with fully heart, mind, body. I was in love with organizational psychology, but I didn't know how to make money doing it. So that was also one of the reasons why when I started, you know, I'm, I'm on this search and then the intensity hit, and then I had this powerful experience, and now I'm looking into coaching what it actually is. And Handel has a corporate division, which actually goes into companies and transforms the culture, which is what I wanted to do by dealing with the humans and really having people tell the uh, truth and design yes. and doing all those things. So it was like, oh my goodness, this is, th- it was like the eureka, like this is exactly where I need to be. So I, 
<laughs> so again, I'm like, okay, let's go. So I go through the training program. So now I'm still coach. I'm still working my corporate yeah. job, but I decide I want to be a coach. So I go through two years of training with Handel Group. And when I graduated, I'm like, okay, goodbye, Boston. It's time to move to New York because. Okay, but wait a minute. When did you break up with the boss? Oh, okay, got it. Sorry. <laughs> I'm gonna, we got, we, let's get the love connection <laughs> here going on, you know? Okay, let's, thanks. you know. <laughs> Thank you for that. Okay, so I broke up. So after I had that breakthrough with my coach, I really had to have the conversation of like, I don't think this is the right thing for me. And that started him being like, just started unraveling the relationship that we were in. And then it fell, we, we, we really beautifully designed a, an exit. But the problem was that literally we broke up and then we're still working together. So then that was really like how I designed that was all part of the coaching work that I was doing because now I'm starting to really understand how to design and how to ask for what I need and how to have honest conversations and how to actually transmute my feelings into words and ask for help instead of taking it out through all of these unhealthy habits. You had the right tools too, beside, you know, isn't that amazing when you have the right tools? Because I just feel like a lot of us, we're just not equipped, you know? No. We come down on ourselves so hard, but you know, well meaning parents a lot of times, they do their best, but until you have the right tools, you, you, you can't even possibly go out there, you know, and and protect yourself or do the right thing or like how are you going to have integrity and being honest I mean that's that's really difficult you know and still you know be able to feel good about what you're saying you need to go through the training I don't care you need to somewhere somehow I could not agree more all right so now 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 that we know about the love life and you ditched the dude now you went from Boston and you were going to move to New York yes so I New York from New Boston to New York. Boston okay. to New York. So I, I, you know, graduate as a handout coach. I leave my corporate job. I, you know, rediscover. Like I went, I abroad myself, like to Australia. I did a backpacking trip. So I'm like, you know, and then newly in New York, and I'm like, oh my god. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait yeah. a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> You, like, you can't just skip over your eat, pray, love little adventure there. You backpack through, did you just say Australia, Australia. or Aus- Australia? Australia, yeah. Yeah, it was, <gasps> I mean, I. it was one of those, like, I, I also believe in that. Like, really just, like, giving yourself the experience of going and living somewhere else. and. Did you do that on yourself. your own with a friend? Did, no, I did it by myself. I really, it was like, okay, now, because now I'm starting to understand the tools like I start to really design I had never I had always just been good at what I'd been given in my life but I hadn't had the insight of oh I can design I can actually have a dream and I can actually take steps to make it happen I didn't know what that was I didn't even know what those steps were so all of that I discovered getting into the coaching and through even intensity, like all these pieces. But the coaching was, it was huge for this. Yeah. So now you're in New York. You chose New York. You know, you didn't go anywhere little. You went right to, why New York City? Right to New York because people were, like, they were there were people who were the people I wanted to be. Like okay. I wanted to be like Patricia. I wanted to be right. Like the Mom. mentors. Your mentors were there. Gotcha. I, my mentors were there exactly. So now, because we got a lot to get in, and I got to make sure we get this in before you go. 
you are now, most importantly, you're dancing again, right? You're doing five rhythms danced. Is that correct? Or what I are you doing? dancing now. Absolutely. So what, so in a nutshell, can I, I'll speed up you the can, next five years. You can, for the next 10 years, five years, yeah, you can. In a nutshell, in a go nutshell. ahead. So in a nutshell, what happened was I'm coaching for three years with Handel Group and then, um, and things are going pretty good except for one issue, okay? Those okay. addictions, they were never, the one, the one with alcohol was never solved, alcohol I was still lying about it and how what happened was I really um was doing good like I I was great at staying very busy and being a straight a coach and workaholic okay really good at that mm-hmm. and check check and my reward was always alcohol. That was the culture I grew up in. That was how it was. We relaxed with alcohol. So I was very controlled in my drinking. But still, when I drank, I was it was like obsessive. Like I would plan my drinks. I would plot them. It was always, my mind was nonstop about alcohol. So I didn't drink that much, but I was always thinking about it. And I was lying about that. So here I am teaching integrity, teaching freedom from your mind. And I was not free from that thought. And finally, it blew up on me because I was too big to manage. And Lauren Zander, she caught me. She was really like, because I was messing up at work. And she goes, you're lying. Make a list of what you're lying about. And in my list came all of the times I was lying about alcohol, all of the times that I wasn't being honest about how much I thought about it and how much I obsess about it. So the obsession in my mind was never solved. And that's when she said, look, look. You have a, here's your ultimatum, okay? You have an option. You can leave or you can get sober. I think you're an alcoholic. You can get sober. You can come. And she opened up her home. I lived with her. I took on a different role in the company. I moved out to Westchester to a farm. So the city girl goes to the farm. I literally took over a whole different, you know, job and went into AA. And I'm still not thinking I'm an alcoholic for real, but I'm like, okay, well, you know, I need to do this to save my job, right, basically? So that we we that can't brush over that. That's huge. Where I'm. That's huge, man. And I'm so proud of you. Like that's incredible. You know, like when you're telling me all this, you know, you have to like I tell everybody, you have to want it and you have to be ready. So when you said like the alcoholism, you just weren't ready. And when you were, man, whoosh, it came to you and you went for it. I it's, went. It was like it was. I mean that. Finally, I had the real solution of actually from the inside dealing with that disease, evolving my lineage, evolving that addiction in my lineage, which wasn't even invented by me. That was like an artifact of like, you know, generations before me. So I, that, so long story short, I did that for two years. I then, you know, over the course of my period in recovery, understood what alcoholism is. It is not just the drinking. It's about the obsessive thinking and and obsessive thinking that leads to results that we do not want. And that was what I had never learned how to recover from. And I needed a program to deal with that specifically. And when I did, 
that's when I really, my coaching and my career and dance and everything was unlocked for me and right there for me. And after two years, I got my job back as a coach. I've been, you know, full ever since. And now one of my specialties is in addiction and recovery. And dance is like, you know, I'm going to Bali in July and I'm going to be coaching and dancing and you know five rhythms is something that I care very deeply about I'm coming in your back pocket oh my gosh I I want to teach a workshop I will I'm going to I'm putting it out there teach a workshop in Dolly oh so cool let's do it you know because I've taught all over and some this is like the eighth person who said to me they're either going to Bali teaching in Bali or want to go to Bali and I'm like you know I have to put that pin on my, I put pins up where I want to go. I'm going to have to make it Bali, you know? Yeah, because the universe is screaming for you to go, right? That's why you're getting all the the signs. Yeah, yeah. it is. But back to you. First of all, thank you. Thank you so much for sharing your journey. I really appreciate it because, you know, when you hear other people's journeys, it helps you along the way and you feel like you're not alone and that just means the world to me. So let's just get that out. And the other thing, that I, first of all, your energy, you can see how excited you are, which I love about your work and what you're doing. And, you know, you can see how you want to touch as many people as possible and you wear it on your sleeve. So that all resonates with me. But before we go, just one tip. What's one thing? Like I was reading here, we were talking about, about writing down a dream. What's some things that people could start today with, Alyssa, on their own? Like one little thing. Yeah. So one thing is... Writing a dream, and we at Handel, we teach writing a dream in 12 different areas of life, right? Which is a lot. But we really do say that your life, your whole life is located in your relationship. Not just your relationship with yourself, but your relationship to your career and your body and your family and your friends. But if you can just take one area of your life and your career or love, or body, or something that you care about deeply, and write a dream. And when I say write a dream, this is different from a goal. Writing a dream is when you imagine yourself a year from now, and what it will feel like and look like to be in your life in this particular area. So last year, I wrote the area of love. Like, I'm really imagining Bali and my husband next to me. And us, literally, I know what I'm wearing. I know who I'm looking at. I'm Like, I have the whole scene played out. That, the ability to do that is, Ooh, something, is something so profound. And we do not practice the muscle of letting ourselves dream. Because when I was a little girl, I dreamed all the time. And then I stopped because my mind got in the way. So dealing with the problem of my mind, which is something that we teach through inner you, that's something that I can speak to at the end. But dealing with the problem in our mind and having healthy practices and let, but but first just even letting ourselves dream, like a year from now, this is what my dream would be in this one little area. Oh my God, it changes everything. You know, I love that you say it because there's a difference between just, I know people say, oh, I have a vision board and that's great, all great. And they wrote it down. But I've always been taught to really like feel it emotionally, taste it, imagine it. Like you said, you're visualizing your husband. Let's just clarify. There is no husband yet, right? No, there's right, not. Right, right, right. So you already see how you would feel like there. And, it, it, you know, you can have the whole thing going on. And I, I agree. 
We don't do that enough. So that's the first thing they can start with and pick one area, right? That's important to them. Exactly. All right, exactly. Cool. I love and be like I like the way you said here, you know. You know, be honest about, you know, the gap between your current reality and where you want your dream to be. I mean, that's so important. Yes. You know, no one else is looking at it. You're looking at it, right? Exactly. And I think it's important. The, for me, it was impossible to locate where I am now, like until I have the dream. Because like we're just doing what we do, right? Like life is right. happening. But then when we start to write a dream and something that we truly care about, that we're honestly we want, right? Now it forces us to go, okay, like, where am I now against that? And then what would need to happen? It really starts to even have you, one, just have a conversation about it. Because even starting to talk about it to the world, now you're acting on behalf of it. Now you're starting Mm. to generate something, right? But then, and this is where opportunities come from. This is where miracles come from. Things that come out of the blue, Right? They're like, how did that happen? It's because we start acting on behalf of our dreams. Yeah. And you and you were saying, like, and I, I believe this, make a promise to yourself. Exactly. So if you can make one promise to yourself, which is a measurable and specific action you will take on behalf of your dreams. So I'm not saying I want to be healthy, so I'm going to work out. Like, I'm going to work a little out this week. Like, that... That's vague. So what we teach at Handel is making a promise that is measurable and specific. I go on my dating apps 30 minutes before bed or I go out at night and I introduce myself to one person. Scary (laughs) shit. And that is like, uh, really? And then, you know, do I always feel like going on my apps? No. But I'm like, uh, do I do it because that's the action I've chosen that directly relates to my dream? Yes. And that is a very, to have personal integrity, which is what we teach, which is making a promise and keeping a promise, which we also have a really cool other little tool, which is if I don't go on my dating apps, I have to, the the skinny girl, you'll get a kick out of this. I have to eat white bread the next day, which I do not (laughs) like, which is like, we teach funny, annoying incentives to get us to keep the promise because then once you add that an accountability buddy, just one other person that you're now telling that you're doing this, it changes the game, right? It really will change your life forever just to do this in one area for one action. Yeah. And let's keep in mind, she doesn't like white bread. It's not like, ooh, I get to eat white bread. It's not like other people saying, oh yeah, well that's so what, you know? I have, right. And you have to pick what works for you. Like when I was teaching myself how to meditate, I lost coffee, right? Like it's, and then I have yeah. clients who are like, you know, uh, they lose their sugar. So it can go any way, but you have to pick the thing that is going to be annoying to you. Having to read your dream out loud to another person can be a good consequence because it's scary. Yeah. 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 I got it. Well, listen, we could chat forever here, girlfriend. I love your spirit. I love your energy. I love your message. But we got to wrap up here, positive woman here. So my power ladies, before we go, Miss Alyssa Rocco is going to tell you how you can reach her and what's going on. So give it to us, girl. Amen. Okay. So how Amen. you can reach <laughs> There's We got the Catholic in there. No, I'm kidding. Go ahead. <laughs> So you can reach me um, either my email address, Alyssa at HandelGroup.com. Handel Group is the company, the coaching company that I work for. And Inner You, which is our online coaching program, is the entire methodology that we teach is literally online and in a community. 
So this, this is brand new, right? This is a brand new brand law. Brand new. So it's so inner you and and what we just launched on January fifteenth is is our program just for love. So this is of course near and dear to my heart because I'm like I need this and I've been doing it. it it's oh. like oh my gosh, it's rocking my world. So that's a separate program within it. Yeah, this is. There's Inner You Life, which is the whole methodology, and now we just launched a love program specifically. So for anybody Mm. who's looking for love, (laughs) we have, like, anybody who has In the right places. Right. This is the simple action. If anyone's like, well, one area would be love, um, the one action could be joining Inner You Love because not only is it all of the steps you need, but it's also a community. You get a free private coach, and you get online programs like weekly group classes so it's the way to stay connected so this is the best way to try coaching or even just like uh explore what this is and we have a coupon for your audience so and we know that motivated you we know that was all i needed literally to change my life but so if you use keep it real 75 you will get a discount as well okay say that again what did you Keep it real 75. Is that what you said? <laughs> yes. Oh yes. And we can get this for you for like for the show notes as well. So that yeah, absolutely. It. All right, people. Well, I'm, I know you enjoyed this with Alyssa and we had a blast. I really appreciate you taking the time because sharing is caring, baby. And you know what I'm going to say, people. Till next time. Toodles. Thanks for listening. Be sure to share and subscribe if you enjoyed the show. And remember, keep spreading the positive.